the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it, baby. Week four of the NFL season. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. You know the deal. Hit us up, 800-919-3776. On the phone lines, we are on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, at Brandon Jacobs 27. Hit us on the gram as well. As we check your phone calls for the next three hours on this show, it finally stopped raining here in New York City, so that's good news. Sunshine, nice commute into the city, so it has me it has me smiling, thinking about, you know, the potential uh, of this day being a glorious one. And then I'm reminded that you know, about nine hours from now, my favorite football team's on Sunday night, primetime, playing the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And it just feels like one of those games where, like, the expectation is just by halftime you can go to bed. And Brandon Jacobs is uh, going to join us in a moment, dealing with a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. But he he's going to be able to chime in on this. And it's so demoralizing. And I talked about this on the show yesterday, how, you know, before the season, this was built up to be, you know, possibly an early, early look at what could have been an AFC championship game preview. You got Rodgers versus Mahomes, you know, Sunday night football, MetLife Stadium, Jets Chiefs. Like this was supposed to be a big game. And now it feels like one of those that, you know, if you were allowed to would have been flexed into into a one o'clock game. Because there's no there's no way you're a Jets fan today you feel optimistic about this team tonight. And, you know, you get this, the report earlier today. Rodgers is in New York. He's expected to be at the game tonight. Met with the team at the hotel. He is very disappointed. And he, expe- he expressed that on, on McAfee's show earlier this week about how there's, you know, the blame games being played. And he, he doesn't want his guys pointing fingers. You saw that blow up on the sidelines. Michael Carter, which was just embarrassing. It's pathetic that a third string running back is allowed to, you know, put forth that type of behavior during a, a football game and publicly embarrassing himself and his teammates and his coaches and the entire organization. And, you know, Rodgers has expressed he's not too fond of what he's been seeing so far, which is what you love. Because, you know, ironically enough, we did see Aaron back in his Green Bay days do those type of things where he walks back to the sideline and he shows his displeasure with his teammates for receivers for running the wrong routes. And he's, you know, not too happy with his coaches. So we've seen that growth and that maturation from a leadership standpoint for Rodgers. And now he's trying to have that, you know, permeate this locker room. And he's doing the best that he can to be a leader, you know, while not being able to perform on the field. So we'll see, you know, what it means tonight. I, I don't know how much it ha- it helps the team. I certainly can't help. But I just don't know that, you know, him simply being there is Zach Wilson just by osmosis able to perform better than he has the first couple of weeks of the season. You hope so. You would love to see him channel, you know, something inside of him, where he's being called out by Willie Gay, the Chiefs linebacker this week. And, and I don't think Willie Gay tried to to offend him, but he, he was simple in his comments. He said, you know, the Jets look, look like a team that's trying to run the football. And that's an indictment of the quarterback because you've got all these weapons on offense that we heard about before the season. And somehow through three three weeks, you scored three offensive touchdowns. And if this doesn't light a fire under Zach, I mean, what's going to do it? So Diana Rossini reported today, 
you know, there there's some rumblings that, you know, things could be happening for, for the Jets. As far as, you know, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, he could be feeling some pressure here. I'm going to go to the stories. He said there's a lot of football to, to play between now and then, and it could be in, impactful football for the futures of head coach Robert Sala and general manager Joe Douglas. Two team sources say Jets owner Woody Johnson made no guarantees about Sala's and Douglas's status before or after losing Rodgers to injury. And she goes on to talk about how, you know, the the success of these guys is directly attached to the growth of Rodgers and his replacement, Zach Wilson. Because it is going to be hard to sell Woody on, you know, your future being bright if Zach doesn't show that he's better than what he is. Is this going to just be a lost season where the Jets go... Four and thirteen, three and fifteen, and now you're staring at a, a high draft pick. What do you do there? Do you take a quarterback? Which is why this situation is so damn messy. How do you look Aaron Rodgers in the face after what he went through in Green Bay with Gutenkunz trading up to draft Jordan Love in the middle of the Packers championship window where Rodgers is winning MVPs? How do you look this guy in the face? He comes here. He's done all the right things. He he forfeited $35 million of his contract just to help facilitate the Jets, you know, putting a championship roster around him and hopefully extending this window beyond just the one year. How do you look that man in the face and say, yeah, we're going to draft a quarterback. We're, we're, we're looking to the future to, to mold your replacement. But on that same you know, in that same conversation, which which presents, you know, why it's so messy. How do you, if you're the Jets, put all of your eggs in the basket of a 40-year-old quarterback coming off of a torn Achilles, knowing that this window could be closing a lot sooner than you would have hoped for? Because it was already going to be a lot to expect that this guy at age 39 coming off of maybe the worst season of his career with this bad offensive line for an organization that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years in this conference that has the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Ravens, you know, the onslaught of quarterbacks and head coach combos that you're up against. It was going to be a lot to ask, you know, him prior to the injury to mount up to the top and get this team to winning a Super Bowl. So now coming off of a torn Achilles... It's much more arduous. So uh, tonight is important for a lot of reasons. You got to win a football game. There's already, you know, rumblings about Salah possibly once again for the second straight year losing that locker room. Defense not happy. I'll tell you uh, another thing. We talk about the defense rightfully so not being happy because they're doing everything in their power to, to, to help this team win football games. The Jets last week, I was in MetLife Stadium watching that debacle. Last week, the defense gave them three opportunities in the final two and a half minutes of the game to win that, uh, to win that contest against New England. Three different times they had chances to do it. And then twice after the safety. And still couldn't find a way to punch it into the end zone. So they have every right to be frustrated. But you know who else should be annoyed? To be ticked off about what's happening? The running backs. If I'm Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, like there's really no way 
for me to do my job successfully if there's no threat of a passing attack. They took no deep shots last week. It's all check down. Zach, you can tell he's overwhelmed. Not just by the defense, but emotionally, psychologically. It's all just moving too quickly for him. There are a lot of mistakes he's making that in year three you would expect him to have already overcome. Like that maturation should have already taken place. And we're seeing the same things over and over and over. And it's clear that there's also been this overcorrection with him. Where, you know, we rightfully, and the media, the fans, analysts, all the film breakdown, you can tell his coaches too, we're like, yo, you're you're you are holding on to the ball too long. You're running backwards. You're 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 taking bad sacks. You're turning the ball over at a high rate. You need to do something about that. You need to make quicker decisions. And his problem now is he's overcorrected. Where he's getting rid of the ball now just too quick. He's throwing the ball away too quickly. He's going through one progression. It's not there. Check down. He's not allowing plays to develop. And I don't know if it's that he doesn't trust himself. He doesn't trust the offensive line. Maybe it's a combination of both. He's scared of, of, of committing turnovers. He knows those boos are coming. He knows the defense is frustrated. He understands that he could be very well playing for his NFL career. So there's a lot happening that's affecting his psyche. And now we're asking him in the face of all of that on Sunday Night Football against the best quarterback in the sport. Maybe the best coach in, in the NFL. And there's no slight to Bill Belichick. Andy Reid is awesome. Best team in the league. Five straight AFC championship games. Mahomes never playing a road playoff game. That's how great he's been. We're asking him to stare all of that adversity in the, in the face and go compete. Go beat this team. I don't want to say it's an unfair. You're an NFL quarterback. You should be able to win games. You should be able to look better than the worst in all of football. Though, right now, if you're watching this Falcons-Jags game, Jags up 17-7. Desmond Ritter threw interceptions on back-to-back passes, which is tough to do. So he's making the case that maybe Zach Wilson is not the worst quarterback in football. But, I mean, we've watched this guy for three straight years. And it's been, all right, let him grow, get better weapons, offensive line has to protect, maybe get a better offensive mind in there as a coach. All the excuses have been made. It's do or die. It's do or die for this guy now. It's do or die. 800-919-3776. I mean, you look at 52.4 completion percentage, 57 passer rating, both dead last in all of football. He's thrown for 467 yards, two touchdowns, and four interceptions. Not much has changed. If anything, he's regressed. He's gotten worse. And it's like people blaming Robert Sala for continuing to endorse him. What's he supposed to say? Is he supposed to get up there and crush him? Supposed to get up there and and be overly critical to a guy uh, of a guy who's already shown to be fragile. I don't know what you're expecting the head coach to do, and it's a, you know a, a tough spot to be in because Salah uh, Salah can come out here last week, and I was listening to you know the the post game show with Dan Gross and Greg Buttle, who they they do an excellent job. Salah's doing the post game presser, and he's like, "Yeah, it's not all on the defense. I mean, it's not all on Zach." You know, defense could have played better. Uh, us as a, as an entirety of a team could have played better. You're not fooling anyone. 
you know your defense giving up 13 points to an NFL offense should be good enough to win every single week. We saw the Jets, what, lose five games last year where their defense held the opposing team to 20 or fewer points? It's tough to continue to every single week go out there. If you're on that defense, give it your all and know that unless we score on our side of the ball, unless we get a defensive touchdown, not even you know uh, 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 an interception and running it back to, to the three-yard line, we have to get into the end zone. And if we don't do that, all odds point into the direction of we are drawing dead to win this game because we're getting nothing from our offense. And by the way, Chiefs defense pretty good. So far, top four in the league. So it's been Buffalo, who was the number two scoring defense last year. No Von Miller. Looks like he's going to practice this week and is making his return. But it was the Bills week one. You had Dallas. Could be the best defense. And the Trayvon Diggs injury is brutal. But that's still going to be a legitimate defense. You had the Patriots last week. We know how good they are. Judon was living in the backfield. They were down two of their corners even and still held the Jets to 10 points. And now this week, you got another top top tier defense. I, I thought I saw Brian Baldinger saying he thinks this, this could be the best defense in football. A lot of young players, a lot of rookies. And we, we talk a lot about what the Chiefs do offensively. Obviously, you know, with Mahomes and Kelsey, that's going to be the big story. But that defense, man, has been pretty, pretty good. So <laughs> the obvious point to make is what a tall order this is for Zach Wilson and for the Jets, who desperately need to win a football game because they are staring at yet another lost season, and it's week four. And if if we get to a point where right after you lose a week four game, we're already looking to the draft, I don't know how Salah's going to keep that locker room together. I don't know how Joe Douglas's status as the general manager who put this team together is going to be one that isn't questioned going forward. And I just don't know how you continue to turn to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback going forward. So it's a big game. A lot of questions are, are going have to be are going to have to be answered afterwards. And I, again, I'm a Jet fan sitting in here in this seat talking to y'all. I would love to think that they're going to shock the world tonight. I, I would love to see that happening. It's just like make the case for it. Like the best case is what we saw week one. With the Lions game. And it was the uh, Chiefs receivers just couldn't catch the football. That's that's really the only case you have. Uh, the Chiefs have dropped 5.3% of their passes, which is tied for the sixth worst rate in the league. That's the only case you can make for the Jets winning this game. Can anyone see Zach Wilson balling out? Defense is going to be good, but that offense is electric. And they do an excellent job protecting Mahomes. Mahomes has been sacked one time this year. Just one time. So, man, I, I'm not looking forward to the game tonight. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. But it, it's just, it's just they're going to they get embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. I hope not. 800-919-3776. Hopefully, we get Brandon Jacobs on, uh, on the line at some point. But we want to hear from you. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going until 2 o'clock. we got the Jets and the Chiefs tonight. And then a, a big one on Monday Night Football, Giants-Seahawks. Giants. You could, you could make a strong case they're playing for their season. Tomorrow night, home dogs to the Seahawks. 
They start one and three, and now you go to Miami and to Buffalo, and you think this team's going to make the playoffs? I don't know. That's a that's a that is a tough task. That is a tough task, especially when the narrative coming into the season was they were expected to take a step back. So they start one and three, zero oh and three in this conference, and you think that they are prime for takeoff? I don't know. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls coming up right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock. I want to make a quick clarification. I said Giants would fall to 0-3 in the conference. What I meant was 0-3 against the Cowboys against the Niners and against the Seahawks. The Cowboys in your division, because obviously they beat the the Cardinals who are in the NFC, but the Cowboys in your division, uh, you'd fall to, and and that's another loss to this team. And you you know you're not winning the NFC East, but the Seahawks, that's a team you're battling for a wild card with because they're not going to win the West. And if you fall in the standings to them and now you're losing the head-to-head, that's just going to be tough to overcome. So it's a big game on Monday night between uh, the Giants and the Seahawks. 800-919-3776. Let's start with uh, Spike and St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Hey, how you doing? I'm glad I can get through to you. Uh, Tommy just gave me the lay of the land so I could figure things out. You know I'm not a big football guy, but I have one observation from a humanity standpoint. I, and you're a Jets fan, and you know how I feel about you. I watched this quarterback from BYU, Zach. He, he, first of all, he looks like he's not equipped to do what they put him in to do as a pocket passer. He looks about 5'11". Maybe he's a little more. But I, you know, remember the guy before came from California, Donald? He he said something about seeing ghosts. Yeah. Well, this this kid, this kid to me, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm I always root for the home teams, you know. He just looks so frightening. He he just looks like he's one block, you know, one he's lying and let a guy through. They're gonna pop him so bad. It, it really is. It's upsetting to me from a, being a sports fan. I have no dog in the fight, so to speak. And I think the Jets, you know. It, it stems from the management, you know. I always kid, you know, Woody Johnson divested himself from all the, the, you know, billions of dollars from what he inherited from the grandfather. But, you know, raised the price of baby shampoo or Band-Aids, five cents a box or something. And he did that, and he got Aaron Rodgers who gave some of the money back, and you can't make it up. And I don't want to pound it into Jet fans because I have a lot of close friends that are Jet fans, what I'm talking to now. And it just bothers me that, explain to me, as a neophyte, and I'll get off and listen on the stream and have a great day. I hope the Jets win some miracle. Why did they? Why didn't they get a, a legitimate backup quarterback? This is what I hear when I put the station on. Have a great day, my friend. Uh, listen, I appreciate the call, Spike. It's going to be the question that someone has to have an answer an answer for. Someone in management. And I know Joe Douglas probably isn't going to talk to the media until his bye week, but that's going to be the biggest question you have to answer if you're the GM of this team. And Brandon Jacobs uh, joins us. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm great, man. You know, life is good. Just had some connection uh, issues. You know, I got a new machine, so I had to get right, man. It's all good, man. It happens. You the helmet. You know, you got you to gotta change the helmet on the sidelines. Yeah. And we figure it out. We got to get it going, man, on the fly. But, uh, yeah, man, like we get to the bye week. The biggest question for, that the media is going to have to ask Joe is, 
you saw Zach not be able to play quarterback last year. Ideally, you wanted him to redshirt this season behind Rodgers, him learn whatever he could. So you, it was incumbent upon you to go out there and get a veteran backup quarterback who, in case a 39-year-old wasn't able to make it through the season, you could have a legitimate option out there. And, and now they're just left with this guy who they know can't play. Well, they drafted this guy now. Like, 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 let's not get it twisted. They did all like all the research that they do coming up in the draft season. They drafted this guy with their highest pick, right? So they believed in him, you know, in the beginning. It's not like they just got this guy, you know, out of default because the other guy wasn't there. They picked him. He was their guy. But they he replaced was their pick. him. He was so bad they had to go out there and trade for a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback. Trade Absolutely. multiple picks for that guy. So they clearly did. They no longer believed in him, and they benched him twice last year. Well, I mean, knowing you know, well, like you said, I think you know, I think coming into the season, they should have got a more viable backup for him, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, you know, just in case a situation like this. I don't think the Jets did their homework the, the way they were supposed to do it. You know, now they're in the situation. How do they get out of it? You know, while the season is still young, what can the New York Jets do to 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 try to be as productive as they can on offense going forward? Is the question we all should be answering? Uh, I mean, is, that we all should be asking not you know what they've done before this point they got to do something in order to 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 come out of that division with miami and a uh a a a spicy buffalo bills football team over there ira's in staten island what's up ira how's it going ira everything's good everything everything's good how are you both you know, you know what's going to happen at that press conference? He's not going to tell you the truth anyway. Nobody's ever going to <laughs> say it. And you know what? There really, really aren't too many options. They, it was the second pick. They don't want to admit they made a mistake. They certainly didn't bring in a, uh, anybody to help just in case you had to make exact number three. But at the end of the day, when you look at tonight's game, and Brandon will notice well, well too much, you've got a defense that's run by Spagnola. Okay? You want Zach to go out there. Let him go play free. You know, you still have to run the ball, keep the defense honest. But Spagnola is going to send the house at this kid. And once he starts rattling this kid, I think that's it. I think I remember when Sanchez played in Baltimore in 11 and Mangle was out. And I forgot what defensive player. Um, he nailed Sanchez in his back and he crumbled. And he, he was never the same quarterback after that play. And, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I could see the same type of thing happening tonight because I think he's on such thin ice mentally. If something drastically goes wrong, I think he could just put this guy to bed. Listen, Ira, I appreciate the call. Brand, I was just talking about that. <laughs> put him like, to bed. Think, think about I, I want to I get your thoughts on this because I said – so I'm in MetLife Stadium last Sunday, unfortunately, watching that game. And it was just it, – it was, it was just like a, a slow death because they had three – different chances in the final two and a half minutes of that game to score and, and take the lead and win it, including a Hail Mary that Randall Cobb almost caught in the end zone, which would have just, would have just been insane. But I, I, I feel like I'm watching a guy who's indecisive, who's overwhelmed, not just by the opposing defense, but there's so many things psychologically happening where he knows that his teammates are frustrated. He knows that he's always one incompletion away from being booed off the field. He understands the gravity of the moment that, you know, his, he's fighting for his NFL life. Like, what what is that like for a player when you're out there on the field? Well, you know, 
I'm going to give you my opinion, you know, and, um, you know, when we came out of uh, year, you know, year two, well, I was in my second year, uh, the Tiki's last year, and um, we did pretty good, made it, you know, we made the playoffs. Tiki rushed for 1,800 that year, and now coming into my third year as a starter, after Tiki retired, we dropped the first two games, right? And everything, and everybody was, you know, we were the worst thing since sliced bread, right? We dropped the first two games, fire everybody, you know, do what you can do, but we need a better football team. And all of these guys are scrubs, you know, cut everybody's head off, whatever it was, right? Um, so we know we were we were up against. We know the marriage was going to end the Tish family. They was going, you know, people get to you. The more they complain, they get to you. The more they complain, they start to get to you. And we knew at some point that that was going to be the case. So we band together, man, as 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 brothers. And we went through, you know, the, the you know the difficult times, to, you know, together, and you know, having to play through, you know, we didn't know what our identity was, we didn't know anything about ourselves as a team at that point. We only had lost Tiki Barber. That was the only guy we, you know, that we lost. We, and we was eleven and five, like the year before that, um, you know. So that was the only guy we lost. So we had to find our way. He was the heart and soul of our offense. So we had to find our way to other, you know. To get other people involved, change up the play calling a little bit, like Coach Gilbride did, and uh, and we had to go, you know, go through it like that. Uh, and we and we got together and we did what we needed to do. Now, in the Jets' case with Zach Wilson, is it, are the is his teammates on his side? Are they willing to do what they got to do to see him succeed? You know, after let you know the last few years, after him saying that he don't think stuff was his you know his fault. So on and so forth. So now, you know, that's pointing the finger at you know, like at your teammates essentially. So do they still respect him the same way? So what can they do? I mean, it, it comes down to play calling, right? Like you have to, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, it's tough because you built an entire offense around Aaron Rodgers, a, a future Hall of Famer, a four-time league MVP, a champion, a guy who helped install the offense, as Rodgers said on McAfee. And now you have to on the fly adjust that for arguably the worst quarterback in the sport. So to some degree, you want to simplify that. But, you know, on the other hand, man, you got weapons that want to take deep shots. Like, you got to score points, and it's hard to do that if you're you're checking down and dinking and ducking to tight ends and running backs. So it's, it, it's tough. 800-919-3776. The phone cards are lining up. We'll get to you once you come back for the break. Uh, Diana Rossini reporting the Jets have not called the Vikings about trading for starting quarterback uh, Kirk Cousins, and they have not called the Titans about trading for their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. So it looks like, you know, this is going to be what it is. Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, and uh, just hope for the best. So we'll get to your calls coming up. 800-919-3776. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock. You know me. I like to air our dirty laundry. So, Brandon... You had some connection issues before the show. Apparently, you got a new machine. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Bauer and Harvey shouldn't they know what's going on? Like, why this this falls on the producers? Well, I wouldn't definitely point the fingers at the producers. Which I got I got I got hooked up. No, you know, no problem. Guys did what they had to do. Got you know, got me connected. Ty, you know, I don't know if they know I got a new machine. I nah, don't know. That Tom has to know. Tom, what do you got to say for yourself, man? You you got to know that this is happening. This this got to fall on you. Nah, yeah. I dropped. 
I dropped the ball. Nah, I'm it's not all putting time. It on you. I, I'm blaming Tom. Listen, what matters now is we got it going and <laughs> we can move on with the show. I think that's what matters. <laughs> I told Tom, I, I told Tom, I'm gonna have some fun with him because Tom's a good guy. He's, he's a great producer. So whenever he does have a slip up, because it's few and far between, he's he's elite. So whenever he does have that slip up, I I, I got to make fun of him. So I told him, you know what, I'm gonna have some fun with this, and I was gonna blame him for it. Well, I, I guess so. Did you have fun with it? I had fun. He's like the Patrick Mahomes of producers. So whenever he throws the interception, you know, it's going to blow up. It's going to go viral. Hey, you know what it is. Patrick Mahomes throws an interception that does anything bad. It is under a microscope, <laughs> as it should be, though. He he he, he is the man who, who currently hold, uh, uh, have the NFL by storm. Everybody loves him. He's the new Tom Brady. So that's what happens. So he, He's hey. on the top of the mountain, man. And that Jet defense is going to have their hands full tonight. Mahomes has only been sacked once so far this year. That offensive line for the Chiefs is playing well, and it's not just the offensive line. We know he's as, as elusive as they come. He's got the great footwork and the mechanics. He can extend plays. So this Jet defense that has struggled since the Bills game, turning the, you know turning teams over, they're going up against a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, who doesn't take sacks. So well, that's quite the challenge for them today. 800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phone lines. We talked to Noel in New Jersey. What's up, Noel? Hey, what's up, Ty? How you doing? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you perfectly fine, man. What's up? Talk to us. Rig, Brandon, Jacobs. Listen, I used to play football as well uh, at the D1 level, but never, you know, at the um, you know NFL level. But uh, I would hate to hit you coming through that middle, man. You're a you're a big back. But let me get to the point now. I'm a lifelong Jets fan. Grew up in Elmont, New York. Uh, played at a school in Nassau County. Watched the Jets play at Hofstra when they used to play back then. 44 now, and I just sprang for season tickets this past year, and to have what happened, it was it was just it was just a life breaker. But anyway, we're here, right? And and I and I wanted to comment on a couple of things. Here's, here's the thing: let's call it what it is. The reason Joe Douglas didn't have a formidable backup is very simple. They wanted to put the deodorant on 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 Zach Wilson, have uh, Rogers come in. Right and hide him for two years, his rookie contract, and and then there's not too much egg on their face. The worst thing that could have happened happened. Okay, Zach, you heard the word force, force multiplier that Tannenbaum comes up with. Yeah. He's a force detractor. <laughs> when you are sucking the life out of your team, you, you he's sucking the life out of your team. You got to understand when a defense gets ready for the game. Now that they're thinking as the defense is. We got to save our energy for the entire game, so they can't be aggressive. They have to play literal defense and be on their heels the whole game, just to get by. They can't put, they can't go forward on their toes and, and really smash teams. They have to, you know, weather this, weather the storm per, per se. So I'm going to the game tonight. Last week I couldn't watch that Patriots game in the ring. I wasn't going to do it for Zach Wilson. It's a nice day today. I'll go out there today and, and, and root them on. But, you know, maybe – I don't want to say this, um, but, look, Zach, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. We need to move on. But this is bad, and it can get real bad because of the fact that you're losing your fans. You know, don't tell me about, you know, uh, sticking with Zach. It's year three. It's not year one. It's not year two. It's year three. Yeah, he should be a lot better than what he is. I appreciate the call, Noah. I mean, we don't want to sit here and talk about – you know, injuries, we don't want to put that into the atmosphere. But Brandon, I mean, to his point about, like, losing the fans, like, I think... 
that should be important. But to me, what's more, what's more pressing is losing the locker room. That's that's the problem. Losing the locker room. I don't think the fans are too much of a of a. The fans are the fans now in this time when the Jets are the way they are. The Jets have been worse. We're talking about the New York Jets. Their fans have been there for years. They're not going to go anywhere. The team in a locker room is what you need to wor- is what you need to worry about. How they start fighting and bickering among each other. How someone on the team think their leader on the defense walk up the stairs and go talk to someone in a in a administration thinking they got pulled and want to get you know see what they can do to get a new quarterback and it can go downhill really fast. All it takes is one wrong word to be said to the media by somebody and to be twisted and it's done. Oh, man. And then, you know, I referenced that report from Diana Rossini earlier who said, uh, I want to grab it because I don't want to misquote her, but she's talking about, you know, how tenuous this quarterback situation is with the Jets, knowing that Zach Wilson has had his struggles and, you know, what it could ultimately mean for the team. Here's the report. Uh, she says t- he, he understands that his time as a starter could be closing out. Uh, multiple Jet sources told Diana something needs to change or it's going to cost jobs. Now, you know, whose job? Who knows? Is that the head coach? Is that the offensive coordinator? Could that be the GM? Is that the quarterback himself? Who knows what that means? But it's just, you know, to be here this early, it's week four, and we're already having a conversation about jobs being on the line. It's just it's just insane, man. It's insane. Well, here's, well, here's my problem. Here's what I think that I think is even the bigger issue for is a hiring for the New York Jets, right? They went out and got Nathaniel Hackett after that hinderous that 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 that, that season that the disgusting season offensively that Russell Wilson and the, and, the, and the Denver Broncos had last year, you know what I mean? So I, that hiring right there to me was just like wow, why would they do that? This that was for Rodgers on... though. That was for Aaron. Mm-hmm. That was Aaron's guy. He, so they wanted to get Aaron's guy. Uh, yeah, nah. Well. And have the Broncos have the Broncos or Sean Payton looked any better than they did last year? No, no, they haven't. But I just know Nathaniel Hackett went for for, for he he kicked a a fifty something yard field goal. Oh, actually a sixty four yard field goal when it was fourth down and two. You went two minutes left on the clock when he just could have put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand to try to get the two yards versus kicking a field goal that don't even cross the goal line. <laughs> what type of decision is that? It was bad last year. All I'm saying is when 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 you bring in Aaron into this organization he's like you know he wants his offensive coordinator who he won multiple MVPs with it's hard to say no and and, and looking at the Broncos who the Jets play next week so that should be a fun uh, revenge type game they were taking shots Sean Payton was at Nathaniel Hackett I, I they don't look any better than they did with with him you know as the head coach as they did last year I agree I agree they, they look bad 800-919-3776 Trey is in Brooklyn what's up Trey what up Ty Boogie What's going on, man? What up, Big Jake? Ain't too much, man. Living life. Listen, man. You know what really scuffed my Tims, man? Let me tell you what really scuffed my Tims. Oh, I can't have the Tims being scuffed we, this early. We, we, said, we yo, just and, got and, here. It's and, just and, full. And my Wallabies are scuffed, too. Oh, and my Squawk is scuffed. <laughs> and when a man say his, his, his cream wallows is scuffed, you understand, the, the, you understand what's going on? Listen, what just happened on, what happened on Friday, Ty? What happened in the city on Friday? Oh, it was raining. Did, did the water run through the city? It did. It was pouring through like the subway all, stations like, and all that. Right, right. And Eric Adams sitting there like, yo, everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> everything's fine, right? <laughs> right, you got rats. 
swimming, doing backstrokes in the. It, come on, man! And the same way that water running through is the same way that the that that offensive alignment is getting ran through in this city. Not just the Jets, not just oh, both of us. We are in absolutely. the same boat. We are in the same boat. Listen, I just told that producer extraordinaire hard. I just told him, bruh, the Super Bowl is won in the trenches. Brandon Jacobs was able to do what he was able to do because he had them boys up front. You understand me? You got to have them boys up front. We are void of the forgettables. We need those dudes that are just forgotten and we don't even know their name. They just do their job. They pull when they're supposed to pull. They they, 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 They got tattoos. They went to Iowa. Big strong dudes we don't have them we don't possess these forgettables man we we shouldn't be talking about our offensive linemen on both sides we shouldn't be talking about the offensive line and the the way we do you know why because they are not doing their jobs and this is affecting that that kid is done here that kid zach wilson is done here he can't they cannot trot him back out there ty boogie they can't that kid is done he looks mad. He's throwing the ball into the ground. He ain't been playing five years. You throw the ball into the ground when <laughs> yo, you're la- man and then you got two rings. Yo, last week he took, Brandon, last week he took a sack where no one touched him. He no just one touched, down. touched him. I saw it. He rolled out of the pocket. <laughs> he rolled out of the pocket to the left and took a sack. That's what you call seeing ghosts. Sam Darnold had that Monday night game. He was like, yo, I'm seeing ghosts. Was Zach seeing ghosts? Like, what? And appreciate the call, Trey. What happened there, Brandon? How does that happen? <laughs> Well, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, well, for me, when you, when you, when you, and everybody kept because Eli went through this too, and, and people were like toward the end of his career, and everybody kept talking about Eli's done, Eli's done. Well, the offensive line was 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 wet paper bag, right at that point. So when you drop back as a quarterback and you consistently got people in your face rushing you, and you know. Have you know having you like uh, you know like under distress like it's is never uh, is never uh, so when you start dropping back as a quarterback and you consistently under pressure the first thing you do, that you're gonna do drop back see who's getting beat see where you gotta avoid them to instead of looking down the field at the wide receiver right so when you say seeing goes that's that's what they mean so much some, somebody's coming free from pressure somebody's coming free from pressure right so now you in the second quarter you're like damn. Where's he coming from now? You looking at who's getting beat versus looking down the field. And I think that's the case. You know, I think that's some of what we got going on, too, is that. Oh, man. And Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones. I think both of them are going through, you know, similar stuff. We're going to get to the Giants in a couple minutes here. Because I got a feeling I'm going to say something about 10 minutes from now. That's gonna annoy the hell out of Brandon Jacobs about uh, Brandon Jacobs about his Giants. Well, but that's it's every a, week. It's a conversation we got to get into, which we will do. Uh, in addition to taking your phone calls at 800-919-3776. Uh Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, we're, Jacobs, we're going until two o'clock. Return with your phone calls right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going to 2 o'clock. Still a lot to do. Play in or out with our producers. Got to pick games against the spread. Get into the Giants and the Seahawks. In 10 minutes from now, I'm going to annoy Brandon Jacobs. He's not going to be mad with what I have to say about his Giants, but it's okay. All is well in the world. 800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phone lines and get it cooking with Ray in New Jersey. What's up, Ray? Owners like that, too. But, like, those areas, they get droughts, too. Oh, Texas, let's, Arizona, let's listen in on what Ray's doing. Colorado, you get nasty droughts. 
like, you know, look at Texas right now. So many people move there that they can't handle the water. Wow. He's become a weatherman. He's like the meteorologist of of Texas. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm glad. I just wanted to vent a little man to man. I got somebody to vent to. I don't think Ray. I don't think Ray's ready for us. He's not. I'm just trying to listen to what he's saying because he could be dropping some gems. (laughs) Ray, man, I realize he's on the radio, man. I don't want him to say nothing crazy. I know, right? Because yo, my mind goes to as soon as you start talking about Texas, you know, people feel strongly politically one way or the other about Texas. I was waiting for him to drop some, drop something about you know Texas. (laughs) We had to get off of that. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Ray, you're gonna hear yourself on the radio in a moment. Call us back because you had something to say about the Jets, and we'll get to you. Aaron in the car. We'll go to you. Hopefully, he's ready. What's up, Aaron? Oh, I'm always ready, baby. What's up, Brandon? What's up, Taekwondo? What's up? What's up? Hey, how we doing, guys? We doing okay, man. Both of our teams don't look good right now, but we're still hanging in there. I'm right there with you, Ty, as a fellow Jets fan. Um, here's what I'll say about the whole Zach Wilson situation just as a whole. Um, I think this week in particular, he may – I don't think you really – you're hearing some chirping leading up to this game, right? But I don't think it's going to intensify if they lose this one because me personally, I really didn't give them a, a huge chance even if they did have Aaron Rodgers because the Chiefs are the Chiefs and, you know, it's still early in the season. you got to build that camaraderie, whatever. But next week against Denver, that defense that just allowed 70 points, if you look bad against them and, God forbid, they lose, I think that's where you're going to see all hell break loose in that locker room and it, they're, they're, they're going to have no choice but to make a change at that point. So I want to kind of get your uh, thoughts on that. Have a great Sunday, guys. Appreciate the call, Aaron. What do you think about that, Brandon? I think styles make fights. You know, I always say that because just because Miami was able to put 70 up on uh, – Denver, that doesn't mean anybody else will. So with a potent offense, you know, uh, that, that Miami has, they they can put that up on just about anybody, I think. You know, so just I don't I don't think the team should be in shambles and the locker room should be, you know, one way or another, you know, because they went out and lost to Denver. It's still a professional football team if, at, at the end of the day. There's a lot of animosity going into that game, you know, between the Jets and the Broncos. Peyton had a lot of uh, shots he was taking at Nathaniel Hackett before the season saying, you know, was one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen. And, you know, so far, doesn't look like have, much, has, much has changed. Much so. has changed. It's, got, it's gotten worse. <laughs> so, so, so what he thought he was coming to take over a team with uh, Drew Brees, at quarterback or something? <laughs> Is that what he thought he would be at going on here? It's not aging well. It's not aging well. Let's go back to Ray in New Jersey. Hey, Ray, what's your like weather report for New York City? It's been raining a lot. Uh, what do you got uh, cooking for us this week? I was just complaining about my Jets. So I, I just want to tell the Jets fans, we're, we're used to losing, and we, we, I was amped up. We were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and I was excited. So, listen, he blew his leg. It's over. The season's over. Let's regroup. I, I, I bought season tickets, and it sucks, because now i got to watch this poor kid who's gone through two OCs, and they're all running high school Friday night football offense with him. Bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen. It's sad. And uh, we just got to move on. Don't fire anybody. Let's regroup. Bring Aaron back and show up that offensive line because I don't think Aaron would have did well with that offensive line. It's no, he bad. wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He's not as mobile as that. Let's be honest. Appreciate the call. Let's call a spade a spade. He's not as he's not mobile as that. Can you we know? see some and of that mobility though, Brandon? It would be nice. I, I'm, I'm I'm calling for it myself. I'm calling for. I'm calling. Listen, I was a guy that everybody that had Zach Wilson's back. 
I said this when they when they went when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I said the Jets will be fine. Zach Wilson has been the guy starting that offense for the last two years. He beat Buffalo. I think the team are gonna be fine. While you Ty, you panicked. Everybody else panicked. I thought he'd be fine because I knew he had a you know uh, some ability to to, to uh, lengthen some plays. You know, but like I said, if Aaron Rodgers was behind that same offensive line, I can't say the line is not good. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. It's just some certain defensive schemes that's that, that's giving them problems. That's confusing them up front. So I, that's more about more or less what I think it is. But Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been there. I don't, I don't think the Jets would have been any different now with Aaron Rodgers back there than anybody any else. different. You, you think, think they so. would be the worst scoring team in football no. with Aaron Rodgers under center? No, I don't, I'm not saying the worst scoring team. That's in different. Could have been a tad. We could have been a tad bit better, but I still think they're one in whatever the, the, the record is. One and two. Wow. Let's go to Jeff. I still, I still think that. Let's go to Jeff in Rockland County. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, guys? Ty, how you doing? Jake, how you doing? Love the show. What's going on? Appreciate listener. you, man. And, um, you know, I'm going to be, full disclosure, I am a Miami Dolphins fan, so I appreciate the kind words that was just said about how they can put up points in bunches. And, you know, that's, I think that's a perfect segue for me to say what I got to say because as a Dolphins fan, we suffered years and years and years and years of mediocrity and like a carousel at quarterback. And, you know, a couple of years ago, Everybody was saying Tua, you know, you know, had questions on Tua and whether he was it or not. And I think it goes without saying that, you know, you need the right coach, the right GM, the right circumstances to really see what you have at quarterback. Now, that's not to say Zach Wilson didn't get some chances, right? And I think it's complete malpractice by the organization to go into the season saying, we got Aaron Rodgers, but we're not going to have a contingency plan because it almost doesn't even matter your profession, right? It doesn't matter if you're at McDonald's flipping burgers or if you're in the hospital or what you do. You always have to have a contingency plan and think about the what-if factor. And so here we are in New York. Aaron, you know, going into the season, 40 years old, you know, accomplished quarterback and all that. But how do you not say to yourself, all right, what happens if he gets hurt? And 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 I'm just a little shocked, you know, hearing everybody say that, you know, it's not a big deal that the organization didn't have that contingency plan because had they had they had the contingency plan, you have a good defense, you have some solid pieces on offense, they still could be in the mix of things right now instead of us talking about, you know, it's over and it's over and it's over. So that's my two cents. Just wanted to, you know, call and chime in a little bit, you know, say what's up to you guys and, you know, wishing, all, wishing you guys a great weekend and, and keep doing your thing. I love the show. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. 800-919-3776. Yeah, it's... It's a malpractice. There's, there are a lot of issues to dissect uh, within this Jet organization. When you do the you know, autopsy on the season, however it ends, there are going to be questions as to why they didn't have a legitimate backup behind Rodgers. You know, what happened with this offensive line? There are so many, so many things that's you're going to have to look I, at. I think that's the issue more than anything, man. Like, I, I get Zach, Zach does some things that's like you look at it like, what? He wasn't even under pressure. And he, why would he throw that? Or why would he take a sack? Or why would he do this? Or why would he do that? Some decisions he makes is just straight absurd. And I understand what people see. But I think more the Jets' problem is more the offensive line than anything else. You know, they, they had a – I thought coming into this year, I thought they was going to be pretty good. You know, but like I said before, Aaron Rodgers, a, a, a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers behind the offensive line who's consistently getting beat, he's not going to be effective. He's and not going to be effective. He lasted four plays into the season. 800-919-3776. Coming up next, we'll get into the Giants. They play the Seahawks tomorrow night. 
Big game. Is it a must win? We'll talk must about win. it. Must win. Must win. Must win. Ooh, we'll talk about must that. Win. Coming up next, Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going until 2 o'clock. Right here on 98.7 ESPN.